everybody. Welcome back to Advanced Kayak Angler, Angler Podcast. I appreciate you listening. As always, if you would, like and subscribe, leave a review. That helps me and Armando here at Bass Kayak and Beers. Uh, this week was a good week. I got in a little bit of a fender bender today in my new vehicle, my new kayak caller, so that sucks. Um, but besides that, I had a good weekend, fished a charity tournament on Lay, ended up in second. Um, don't know how, because that lake is absolute. the elites were here last week, and they said it was bad, and it must have been worse, because it was just, it's the worst I've ever seen Lay Lake. I mean, I did not get one bite in the grass, which is usually... You know, my plan is fish for spots in the morning, try to catch a limit, and then go look for big ones the rest of the day. And I should have never left that spot spot in the morning because it was after I was tough. I I caught five, but the other two were tiny. So, but got second, got a couple of hundred bucks. So, and the next year for the MS kayak tournament, uh, it's for Muscular Sclerosis Society. Uh, it's a great event. They give out a ton of ton of prizes giveaways door prizes so you get free lunch you get like a, a summer hoodie you know like a sun shirt yeah it's a great event so if you're hopefully lay lay could be better by then maybe not but and maybe they'll have it on logan martin or something but um but yeah next year if you have the opportunity to fish it, it's a great event if you're anywhere in alabama it's worth coming to so this week we have part two of the creek series first one was with drew gregory and lance coley and this week we have two of the best creek anglers here in the state of alabama luke turner and sam cox how y'all doing man oh you got me blushing man <laughs> yeah yeah doing good man. Hey, we're doing great doing great dan luke with the what double angler of the year and two clubs a couple of year before last right? yeah 2021. that's before yeah. i forgot how to fish yeah this year. First, first, you have to tell everybody your thought because I think this is the most interesting thing. Your thoughts on line. What line do you throw again? I, uh, I think pound. about. I actually think about this all the time. Ten pound Florida. That's all you need. That's it. Yeah, rocks, grass, anything. Well, I do. I do on a frog. I throw braid, but uh, just a ten pound. I ain't trying to catch no ten pound fish. Is what I tell Sam all the time. You ain't got to. That's what he says. Yeah. Why well, you got to go heavier than 10 pounds? Plus, it's in VizX, so I trust it, and it's never messed up on me. So, there ain't no reason so to do what, anything. Like, what if you're, like, flipping into bushes or a laydown or something? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, if I'm flipping, I'm flipping a Nico rig on 8-pound yeah. test into <laughs> a, into the worst tree you can think of. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, I did that with eight pound in Vizex one time and uh, Chuck saw me doing it. I was uh, like this, trying to get the spot from this big lay down and that line didn't, and Vizex is the deal. I've been using it forever. Yeah. It'd be hard to get me off that. Exactly. Yeah. So 10 pound flora. There you go. You want to win two angler a year, same year, 10 pound flora. But uh, yeah, but both of y'all, have y'all been on this show or the old show? I've only been on this one. Okay. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and tell everybody who you are real quick. Luke, we'll start with you. Uh, my name is Luke Turner. I'm local to Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, I used to be a good fisherman. I was double angler of the year in the Coleman Club and Iron City Kayak Anglers. Um, I've got a, uh, a Crescent Sholey. I've got a Vibe Yellowfin 100, and I've got a uh, 
Wilderness Recon 120. That's the kayaks I fish out of. But uh, the the is the main deal right now, and it's got the NK 180 on it. So when when do you choose between the the two small ones? So the 10 foot is like just super well, I, hardcore. Yeah, but I haven't really used that one. Anywhere I can take that 10 footer, I can usually take the Sholey. The only problem yeah. is getting it down, especially now with batteries and a motor. But once you're on the water. The thing is, it's it's awesome. It flies everywhere. It's really versatile, and even when you can pull the motor up, and even as heavy as it is with the batteries and the motor, you can you can do whatever you need to in the creeks and the rapids and riffles and all that. Gotcha. Once Sam, it's in the water, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my name is Sam Cox. I'm from right outside Birmingham, Alabama, a little town called Trussell. Uh, actually, the town Dan works in, pretty much. Um, yeah. You know, I just I do know. I got yeah. started tournament fishing about four years ago. You know, I own kayaks here, you know, and uh, just kind of just been doing that. And uh, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time in the creek. Uh, I spend uh, probably more time in the creek than I spend on the lake, but that's just where I'd rather be. And you're in a pursuit, right? Uh, I have a new canoe pursuit. Yeah, uh, I also have a Crescent Ultralight that I use pretty good. You know, bit in the creek. Uh, if I'm gonna be in the deeper section of the water, then I'll, I'll use the pursuit or something like that. But most time it's in the, in the ultralight. I doubt whenever I had the pursuit, I really enjoyed paddling that. It's like, yeah. a, it's, a, it's the fastest kayak I've ever paddled. It's not bad. There you go. Well, <laughs> well I guess ultralight be better, but I'm too fat for that. So. All right. So first, why the creeks? Like, like, how, what got you into creek fishing? Is that how y'all both started? Uh, pretty much I was wade fishing before I started kayak fishing. So the kayak was just a tool for me to get further in the creek than I was able to wade. So that's that's why I started kayak fishing, more or less. Uh, and then from there, it just kind of evolved into tournament kayak fishing. Luke? I used to be a, a pretty proficient offshore fishermen uh you know i could drop shot with the best of them but um uh, uh i guess when was it i guess it's i've always had creeks around the house that i wanted to get to and that it's just uh, it was just too heavy and then the uh the uh, uh the feel free was just too heavy to drag in them creeks but i did drag it in one creek that's where i saw sam for the first time on down on hatchet we were both dragging heavy kayaks up that stupid all them shoals up there he, he was in the uh oh what was that you had got sam i had the uh field and stream shadow caster man yeah the shadow caster. nothing yeah. in it dude yeah and i it's had that not uh, the right boat feel free lure when we were both dragging up the shoals and it was like ah this thing we gotta get some light boats or something yeah but yeah once you catch a uh i think when i got hooked was probably on that trip I was going down one of the uh, rapids or whatever you want to call them, riffles. I was sideways. I had my rod in one hand and my net in the other trying to get an 18-inch Alabama bass in the boat. And that was when I fell in love with creek fish. That's funny. It's, just, it's exciting. And you get to see, when you're out there on them creeks, you get to see some beautiful places. Yeah. Places most people never see. Never. Uh, it's it's just amazing. It's awesome. That that all like legitimately is my favorite part. Whenever I do it, is 
you know, the times I've been canoeing or, or kayaking at a creek, it's, it's always, you know, less people, beautiful, everything else. So. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And uh, y'all are both looking forward to that Cahaba event coming up this year, huh? I don't know. You know, I, I like the Cahaba, but I, I don't spend a whole lot of time there, you know, maybe once or twice a year. Uh, I like Bankhead a lot. I like Mitchell yeah. a lot. Uh, so we'll see. Bankhead and Mitchell, those are, well, yeah, okay. I get it. <laughs> Luke, you, you looking forward to it? You fish uh, the Cahaba, yeah. I just I got to find where the big fish are in the Cahaba. We went last week or week before last, and we uh we caught a few, but nothing big. But uh, we mostly I I mostly win. I don't know to see the Cahaba lilies, and uh and a trout my uh, NK one eighty in a in a smaller setting in, in the creek. Uh, but it was it was a good float. It's about six miles, and uh, got to see the Cahaba lilies. Um, the section of Hargrove Shoals is you're pretty much only going to get to it if you do the float, and it's just acres and acres and acres of cobble lilies everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. It's amazing. If, if, if you're listening to us and you don't know what the Cahaba lily is, it's a, a special spider lily that only grows on the Cahaba River, I think, right? Only on the Cahaba? Yeah, I'd just rather call them shoal lilies. I found them everywhere. Yeah. 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 We've, we found them where at? Hatchet. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Bankhead tributaries. No, really. Cusa uh, tributaries. But there's, yeah. it, it's uh, like I went and did that thing where it was at, um, me and my wife did it. This is before I got into kayak fishing. And we went to West Blockton, I think. And we did the, yeah. the tour with somebody. And we went yeah, and saw them because they, they usually start blooming them around Mother's Day. And they're going right now. And the, uh, they figured out it's some kind of moth that, you know, that pollinates them, and that's why this night moth, and that's why they're special. So there's a bunch of other spider lilies that are really sim- this is what similar. This is what this guy told me. Yeah. Could have been blowing smoke. I, I don't, maybe made it all up. I, I don't know. Could but be he, like uh, red-eye bass or another, just yeah. genetically different. Yeah. 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 Like they look the same, but they're, it's a special deal. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking for, like, we have, I'm going fishing Hoover. Like, I've never, I've never fished on the Cahaba, but I want to do well in Hoover yeah. because I live in Hoover, That's like cool. in the ghetto. So in the ghetto, well, that, <laughs> in the half the ghetto, million dollar houses. <laughs> well, you hey. know what I'm saying. I, I don't live in one of those, but the like in the, you know, in the city, I guess is like right. urban, yeah. the urban fish, I guess. Uh, Which there's there. probably nothing but twelves, so nah. it's going to suck. But we'll see. You just find out where Jacob's at, and that's where you need to go. Yeah, well, I'm going to follow him. There we go. He'll be the guy to be. Yeah. All right, so when, for y'all, is it all year, or when When are you going to the creeks? Like, Jeez. like whenever you think, we'll I'm going to leave the, the lake winter, now, man. now it's time the to go. Dead of winter. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We floated in sub-freezing temperatures, you know, in Several the mornings, hours. and then ba- barely get above freezing in the middle of the day, you know. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they that still day. bite. They still got to eat. Time we went to Kentucky, it was like 23 degrees at night. Um, didn't get much warmer during the day. Where we were camping, we were in a valley, and the sun didn't come up till like 10 o'clock, and the sun went down at 3. It was, mm. it was pretty cold, and we were on the 
on the creek there, and it's pretty chilly. I didn't catch nothing, but Sam caught some just a small amount. Yeah. Is there a time of year whenever the creek's better? I mean, for the fish, not for you. It's been pretty decent I, this year. I, I guess I always think of like, I get there's some that are resident fish, but some of them are, you know, they move. Some of them move in the and creeks. out. Yeah. 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 I guess that really just depends on how far up you're, you're fishing, you know. You know, just, once you get so far up, they're resident fish, you know. Once you. Yeah, they, ain't, they ain't going nowhere. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, whether whether it's connected or not, whether there's any man made structure or not, you know, they're just, they're just there. Uh, now, like Smith, when we were there a couple weeks ago, you know, I was only a mile from the main lake in a creek arm, you know, at one point, and then maybe two and a half miles at another point. You know, I kind of moved to the back a little further. And Luke was a little bit further up than me, you know, so. I had to make but, that phone call that I've made so many times. <laughs> Sam, can you can you pick me up and take me back to the truck, please? I'm doing yeah. an impromptu solo float. Yeah. Sometimes you got to. Is that how it goes, though? Sometimes you just, like, this part sucks, and the only thing you can do, rather than lose all that time paddling back up, you just go, and, and your buddy's going to pick you up. Yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. of times, you know. It was either a... Sam or my son Evan, I was like, well, so somebody's around, somebody will pick me up. I'm gonna float this creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's a lot smaller. We can't really pre-fish that type of stuff. You know, you can't go in there and, and hook a bunch of fish, and then come back the next day or two days later and expect to catch those fish. You know. So how how do you pre-fish a creek? Like, but because they're usually, you know, you're fishing it. The way I think of it as you're going in there to find less pressured fish. So if you go in there and you go fish for them and you show them some bait, show them some techniques, and you hook some fish of the very few fish that are there, like what's what, what's your strategy whenever you're you're focusing on a creek? So okay, you if we know the section, if we know the section that we're fishing, yeah, I mean you just look at the water clarity, and the water flow, and you gotta and you can base that off. Are they going to bite? Is it is it dangerous to go? Is it how muddy is it? You know, yeah. that pretty much looking at the water and saying they should they're going to be there, but will they bite? Is pre-fishing if you know the section for me anyway. And Sam can talk to some of that. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, the Bankhead tournament I haven't pre-fished for the and last you, two you, years. You won that one, so I won that one. Yeah. Everybody that doesn't know. Yeah, I won that one this year, and I finished third last year. So uh, this year, you know, I didn't pre-fish any. You know, last year I didn't pre-fish any. I might only fish that spot two or three times a year, you know. But I know there are fish there, and I know they're going to be there. Uh, I just went to look at the water because it, it literally poured all day the day before, you know. And I yeah. got there, and I, I was like, wow, this is the highest I've ever seen it. Uh, so I was like, okay. So... I knew that that spot was that high then anything downstream was going to be higher the next day because all that water is just going to drain out overnight, you know? So I just kind of made a mark on the bank with a stick. And I said, all right, if I come here in the morning and the water's higher, then I know that I'm just going to have to go in blind and find something else. If I come here in the morning and the water's lower than what it is right now, then I'm going to fish regardless because I know the potential for the area. 
So the next day I got there and the water was down two and a half or three inches. So I fished. The water clarity wasn't terrible. It never really gets super terrible. Not that I've ever seen it. Uh, so it just kind of worked out, you know. But That's like nice. the next day, uh, I, I did do some looking, you know, while I was on my way there. The next day, I mean, the spots that were further down in the watershed, they were, they were mud and the main river was just, I mean, way high, like unsafe. Yeah. That was, that was my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> I should have gone somewhere else. Yeah. So, so kind of, so what, what are good conditions and bad conditions for a creek? Well, you I mean, just got to know your flow. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, it just depends on the creek. You know, if it's, if it doesn't have a lot of gradient, you're not going to have a lot of rapids, you know? So the more gradient the creek has, which means the faster the creek falls per mile, how many feet it falls per mile. Like me and Luke fished one creek and down on Lake Jordan, and it fell like 30 feet in a mile. You know, wow. it was literally shoal after shoal after shoal after shoal. And it fell like 30 feet in a mile. Uh, something like that. You know, if it rains, you're going to have just a ton of water moving fast. And it's going to be unsafe, you know. And how, how are you researching that to know? what the gradient what what the you know what that is well it just kind of comes with doing this type of thing you know you use all sorts of resources um like most mostly looking at whitewater stuff if you find a, a website that does whitewater coverage of a section of creek or something like that then you'll know you know okay these guys are doing this at, at this water level for whitewater if we're less than that we're going to be safer obviously but then there comes a point where you know, you still have to be less than that, you know what I mean, to actually fish are there, it. Are there a lot of whitewater guys around here? Oh, a ton. Really? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that. I've never seen them out. So, But I usually don't fish those places either. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right up through Blunt County after after a good two-day rain. Yeah. And yeah, right up there. Oh, yeah. There'll be, there'll be people from all over the southeast after a good rain. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And mulberry, I guess? Mulberry and the locust, yeah. Both of them, yeah. And then there's some little tributaries that got little runs. Yeah. Off the mulberry and the locust and then. Shoot, even the Cahaba, you know. There's sections of it the guys do white water in. Yeah. Under the 280 bridge. <laughs> no, no white water there. <laughs> no, there's, there's something there, but it ain't white water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so, so you know, I know y'all are protective over, over creek stuff. So I, I don't want to, I don't want to hit you too hard. But like, what, what are you looking for? Like, what besides just pre-fishing and you find once you find fish, but like, what's, what are some of the things that you're looking for in a good creek? Like what, like what would make one creek better than another? Is it like the rock, the flow, the, the vegetation, the I, I like I like more rock and um, a little bit faster flow. Um, that's what I prefer. If if I'm on a creek and it it's not my style, I'm just I don't I don't like it. Sam Sam can fish it all day long and catch fish, but I'm just on some <laughs> of these sections. I'm like this is just not my style. If you know anything about the, the mulberry. Um, the little section of whitewater do that's that's the style I like. 
Yeah. It can it can be fast flowing. It's mostly rocks, super clear water. It's got deep holes. The fish are going to be right where they should be. They're going to be set up in the eddies. They're going to be set up in holes. They're going to be, uh, depending on time of year, they're going to be right up in the white water. That that's freaks I prefer to fish. Not the not the slower moving ones where you got a ton of water. But I mean, there are some. There's certain sections of locusts where we have to float for three miles of dead water, fish two miles of awesome water, yeah, and then float out another three miles of, of crap water. Yeah. Wow. But there's like one small section fits what we really like to fish, or what I really like to fish, and it's it's totally worth it. Yeah. Um, if if the creek backs up to farmland. I, I usually don't even bother looking at it. Just and pesticides. Kills that, it. It's just runoff from the farm, you know, all the Dirty. mud and just yeah. all the stuff that's in the water. And the creek will be a lot, it'll be silted in really bad. Um, and that's usually, that's just because I've spent time and wasted mm -hmm. time, you know, pre-fishing for a tournament uh, and then, then made the decision to go back and fish it again that, and didn't do any good, you know. Uh, yeah. and that was the creek that was backed up to farmland. I, I try to stay away from that kind of stuff these days. Uh, and that, that was like my first year kayak fishing. Uh, and specifically on lay. Uh, <laughs> I hadn't found anything on lay that I liked yet, really. So. Yeah, me either. Yeah. It's, it's, that lake's awful. It was there. It just wasn't popping off Saturday. No. Yeah. I don't know. What's wrong with that lake? Mm. That, uh, 19, 19 pounds won the boat tournament. Yeah, I saw that. I, yeah, I mean they it but it was only it was only one that. boat. Yeah. 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 And then the ABT on Logan, 16 pounds won it. So something was way off Saturday with the fishing everywhere, I think. On the Coosa chain anyway. Sweet By tea. the way, this smoky tea. I smoked it in my smoker. I know that sounds stupid. I know. They, I'll, I'll say this. Jim and Nick's here by the house, uh, the River Chase one in Hoover, is the best one. And whenever we used to, me and my wife used to go there, because I moved here right after the military, and I used to go eat barbecue there. The um, And they had styrofoam cups, and whenever you got tea, those cups sat right next to their grill or their smoker or whatever. So those, that styrofoam would suck in all the smoke, and then you get tea, and it was like getting smoky, sweet tea. So I did a pot of, I put it in the smoker while I was grilling this yesterday, and smoky, sweet tea. It's good. Smoky, sweet tea. I know that sounds crazy, but it's good. Never heard of it. Yeah, so it's a Perry special, I guess. Perry special. So I, I'm somebody, I like, I almost always fish alone. I'm pretty. Like, I, I, I don't like to be around other people. I can't fish in. Like, if, if, if there's other people around, it freaks me out. Like, I, I just, it's just not my thing. How do y'all handle fishing by each other? Like, for me, that would be a problem. Uh, like, a, you, you got to be hurting each other, right? Do you, like, like that one you were saying, it's three bad, two good, three bad. Does one, do y'all take turns and, like, one person gets all the bad stuff and, you know, yeah. and y'all flip flop, or how's it work? Sometimes we'll just pick a side and we'll just go down the creek, or you know, down the river, or whatever, and we'll just fish. You know, uh, so a big, a wider we'll, creek. 
fishing so side by side and we're both catching fish. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean we've even been I mean smash them on one side of the creek. I'll be like, hey, y'all gotta come over here and catch me. <laughs> Let's fish over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were uh where were we at? We were me, you and Evan that day. We were on yeah. the Acusa tributary. Yeah. And uh but yeah, the fish are all over here. <laughs> I mean, have y'all ever have y'all ever went one two together? Uh, Mitchell, we went one three last year. Yeah, yeah. And then you finished second. And you were second, Dan. I think. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. It actually showed up on my timeline yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. How about that? You got me on your timeline. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So the I mean, I mean, we were all within two and a half inches of each other. Yeah. 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 I mean, there could be fish just anywhere in a in a in a deep hole or a riffle or anything. I mean, I could I could fish over a riffle with something and not catch a fish, and then Sam or Evan or somebody come through and they're throwing something slightly different, or they throw slightly to the side of the eddy instead of right where I threw. And I mean, there's there yeah. can be fish anywhere. Hmm. That that makes sense, and so you're not always. Like just hurting, like spit splitting the same fish because you just wouldn't be able to catch that same fish, I guess. Nah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. I mean, there's a lot in a lot of those sections. There's there's a bunch of fish. There's a bunch of big fish, and I mean, we just. I mean, we'll, I'll be sitting there taking a picture of a fish, and Sam can go past me. He'll catch a fish, and he's taking his picture, and I'll go past him and catch a fish. Yeah, and take start taking the fish's picture, and then he'll go back past me, and then we just yeah. taking pictures it's all the way down. Chain up, to, yeah. up the creek or down the creek or whatever. You yeah, know? yeah. What's uh, what, what's what's the best days y'all ever had at a creek? Like, what's best case scenario? Like fish, uh, shoal bass, fish any shoal bass. bass. Well, what what whatever you think. Any mm-hmm. any shoal bass. Any shoal bass. Any shoal bass. I've yeah, never that, caught one. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, inches wise, I mean, I haven't ever caught more than probably three fish, fifty-eight inches, five fish, you know, upper eighties, you know. Yeah. A lot of the places, you know, that I'll go fish, you know, by myself or something, you know, or you know, if Luke's with me, you know, uh, I probably won't ever see, you know, over over upper eighties or below ninety, maybe maybe push that low ninety out of it, you know, on like a perfect type deal, you know. But Ed, I'm sure it's also it feels more rewarding because you had to work for those fish. With, yeah, with the I mean, it's not necessarily the work. I mean, you might work just as hard on the lake, you know, to catch that. You know, I mean, you, you might cover, you know, you know, miles and miles of lake water to find those fish. Also, you know, it might just just be different. You know, it's just yeah. different. Yeah, you know, I don't see anybody in the boat. I don't. I don't have a jet ski blasting by me, or you know. Yeah. A three by three barge pushing, you know, three foot waves. I don't know. Whenever I go out there, creek creek fishing, it wears me out, man. That's yeah. You sleep good those nights. It's definitely tough. Yeah, I mean, I've, so. I've uh, hiked a mile and a half in ankle deep water dragging a kayak before. Yeah, you do it quite often, but once you get in those good spots, and what, what are hey, like, Sam? Um, last week at the Cahaba, did you see me fall? No, I was right next to you when we were going down that big, biggest drop. <laughs> Dude, I busted tail. 
the people, the people on the bank saw me, <laughs> and I looked over, and you were still pulling your kayak down, but we were oh, right yeah. beside each other, and you couldn't hear nothing because of the, the waves crashing down. But, dude, I busted the tail <laughs> completely. Feet just going. Swoop. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what, like, what, what are some of, like, I think of it whenever you're on the lake, it could be more finesse because there's more boat traffic or there's more, you know, just deeper water, things like that. Like what are the fish that you're fishing for? Are you fishing? Are they more unpressured? So they're a little dumber. So they're a little bit easier to catch up there. Or is it, I mean, are you throwing like a plopper all the time? And that's like, whoa, whoa. Easy. Uh, the plopper stays tied on. Yeah, if the water's That's if the water's warm enough, the plopper stays on or a buzzbait, uh, spinnerbait, square bill, just small finesse jig. You know, yeah. uh, I I don't ever pick up a spinning rod, man. You know that. Uh, you know, I don't I don't bring one. I don't have enough room in the small boat to bring you know more than about four rods. So, um, a finesse jig is really about the most finesse I ever get in a creek or I might throw a weightless fluke. A weightless fluke does pretty good. Um, but, but really that's about it, you know. Which, which finesse jig? The biggest flopper I have. Yeah, he's really? got that, that 190 that's like a Pringles can with a tail on it. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that big. Those 8-inch spots, those 8-inch Alabama bass, love it. Yeah. <laughs> it up. yeah. No, really, um, they do. Those, uh, those warrior bass are crazy. I believe so, um, the you said the finesse jig, uh, the balling out, the buckeye balling out. I like it a lot. Um, also like the flat top that they have too. It's kind of like their shaky head. Yeah. Uh, during the winter time, I like a, that uh, Thomas Custom Baits. I got the the ones with the deer hair. It seems to do good, especially in the winter time. Small slower on the small slower creeks. Hmm. I've, but I have done good that. on a jig in a in a fast creek down on the Tallapoosa. Was throwing in the, it, was, it was rolling pretty fast in that one section. Is throwing throwing that hair jig up there, and I caught like two eight fifty two eighteen fifties right behind each other. So jig. what 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 are some tips like um, maybe the the newer creek guy or man or woman wouldn't know that a more experienced guy would. What what are like let's say two tips that you've learned from experience that have helped you? Um, go with somebody. I mean, if you're new, you've, you've never done it, just go with somebody. I mean, I'm willing to take anybody. I'm not going to tell you where I'm going on Facebook or tell you where to go, but I'll take you personally. And then once you get out on your own, you just got to know your flows. You got to know just not to get in trouble and where the trouble spots are and where you go around them. That's my suggestion how, how do you know that just google earth or research yeah research map studies uh like sam said follow the whitewater guys so at uh four feet if they're uh if they're surfing a wave at four feet on this creek in this one section you know i don't want to do that in my <laughs> i mean i can go down some stuff but if i've got all my a bunch of gear and i don't want to lose it i'm going to I'm going to walk around it. Sometimes if you, if you, if you put all your stuff up and got it secured, it's kind of fun to go down some of that stuff. But otherwise. 
you don't want to lose a bunch of gear. No. Nah. Like or, my, or you might be gap, I guess. Three miles from the nearest house, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 How about you, Sam? Uh so two two things that I've learned, you know, through the years. Um don't fish by farms. Don't fish by farms. Yeah. If you're looking for somewhere to start, don't look by the farm, you know. Uh I mean, that, that's really hard, man, because, you know, well, a lot of the same stuff applies from from just, you know, kayaking in general. Uh, you know, learn how to properly maneuver your, your boat, you know. You know, a lot of creek fishing, you know, the water is moving, yeah. So you need to, you need to understand how to, how to properly paddle your boat sometimes, you know. And so where you need to be to be safe in the creek, you know. You know, say you're fishing a certain thing. Well, the fish are in the eddy, you know, sometimes. So, you, you like, you want to move, you want to fish the eddy before you move into the eddy. You know, you don't want to be sitting on top of the fish. So, where can you do that from? Um, and did, did Have either of y'all taken a paddling class? No, I've never taken no, a paddling I'm, class. Yeah, like, like in-person paddling class. No, I've, you know, I've just... Watch videos, yeah. Yeah, watch videos. Try to pay attention well, to... Watch Jeff Little a little bit. Yeah, Jeff Little's pretty good. Um Pete from the River Kings, he's really good. He he does a lot of instructional stuff as far as you know, paddling rivers and stuff like that. So he does really gotcha. good on that. Uh, uh, and the other thing is, you know, just do a lot of research. You know, um, just because we're you're fishing a certain body of water, you know, that that body of water could have creeks that are 40, 50 miles long. You know, and, and we're we're really fortunate in Alabama that all of our clubs pretty much have really relaxed rules on tributary, you know, access in a Creek. You know, we, none of our clubs have really taken out the kayak fishing part of kayak fishing. You know, yeah. we're, we're, we're pretty fortunate when it comes to that. So, uh, there, there's well, a lot of y'all run your club. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. But I mean, Iron City is the same way. Naka is the oh, same yeah. way. Yeah. You know, river regions pretty much the same way. So, there, there's a lot of water that can be fished. A lot of it's not going to be productive. You know, you have to understand that. There's only going to be big fish in certain sections, and they're there for certain reasons, you know. What are some of those I'm reasons? We can't give you all the information. Well, know? Okay, okay. You know, consistent flow, you know, that, that's one of them. You know, if the if the section gets really blown out really fast, if it's like kind of like hydro peaking below a dam, you know, you have constant massive changes in, in current and depth. Uh, you know, you, you want something that stays pretty consistent, you know. Uh, mm. Now, some of the places we fish, they, they get really blown out really fast. Like like just a couple-hour rain could, you know, change something yes. from a trickle to... I was, think, you know, I was thinking about this part of the Cahaba I live in because yeah, I, I go it. over it. Yeah, yeah. It, it can, it's definitely susceptible. You're draining a lot of area there. So, you know, the more area you drain it's going to change it a lot. So. Fills up fast and flows out fast usually. Yeah. Say that again. It, it fills in fast and flows out fast. So if you got a couple hour rain, it, it they may go up to five feet on a gauge. And then the next day it'll be back down to normal on the yeah. gauge. Yeah. So. I thought you were getting attacked by a pussy. <laughs> 
I got too many. His cats are, if you're listening to this. Oh God. <laughs> All right. So Ed, a lot of, I mean a lot of this a lot of the stuff comes with experience. So what yeah. Sam was saying, you want to fish in the eddies. Uh, fish don't face upstream. Fish face up current. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Where's the current Dan, coming from is what he's saying. Dan, you with me? Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. They're, they're in the 80s. The river's flowing this way. 80s coming back a little bit. They're going to be facing what some people would say the wrong way. And another thing comes with experience. You can you can be going down that I, riffle I, I, rapid. I wouldn't have known that. So, yeah. You can be going down that riffle rapid, and if you got experience and you can see what's ahead of you, you can just put the paddle up and start casting, and then coming down that riffle rapid, you can just shift your body weight. I mean, there's every once in a while you're going to hit a rock and eat crap, but most time, hey, I can go down this ripple while throwing in this eddy. And that, that's when it gets fun, especially when you're, you you hook a fish and it's a big fish. And you can't, all you can do is fight the fish and then you got to fight the kayak. But you can't fight the kayak. You got your paddle laying down. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. It's fun. Everybody I like that you it. think that's the fun part. Like, that's my least favorite part of it. Oh, no, that's the fun part. The, uh, just being out there and not in control of the boat, big fish, and, and that's that'll get your heart pumping for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I lost my thought. Sorry, you're good. Uh, anything else people should know about creek fishing? Go do it, it's fun, <laughs> it's definitely just again, not where you're fishing. Get your Hobie and put it up the whole summer and get you a creek boat. And come float with us. Anybody. Me, the wife, and kid are going this weekend. Where at? Uh, Lay. My mother-in-law lives there. I mean, I don't know. Oh, if you're not creek, creek. Fishing, right? Yeah, we're, we're just fun fishing. Just going. Just, yeah. Yeah, just going. All right. Dan, we're going to take you on a 10-mile trip. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get you in that. It's nothing dangerous, but we're gonna put you off some big Alabama bass from the water's right. Let's go. And maybe some gar and drum and stuff. So I'm down. Tell me when, I'll be there. Like that 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 really was one of my big goals this year was to to get better at creek fishing. I haven't been yet this year. You haven't had to. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> the lake has been paying dividends. Well, it's it's like the it seems like a lot of the tournaments we fish, we've gotten a lot of rain too, so it's it's kind of it's played in my favor, I think. That's right. Yeah. Because yeah. I always expect, you know, like it seems like pre-spawn always do better whenever it's colder, the first couple of tournaments a year, and then it kind of fades off. At you know, and the creek guys come on the summer is y'all's, you know, for sure. So. Well, yeah, it's it's gotten uh, it stayed colder for longer this year, and I think it extended the spawn uh, extended the spawn a lot. Yeah. And uh, I was those couple of tournaments, especially we had uh, the ACAT on with River Region down there. Oh, Martin, that tournament yeah. messed me up. I went, I don't would I catch two fish? It's just yeah. it's I, I couldn't I can't fish during the spawn evidently because I haven't had a good year. I haven't 
I mean, I've only had one limit in like the past three or four tournaments, something like that. I'm ready for the spawn to be over. I'm ready for the post-spawn funk to be over because that's what I think is happening on Coosa right now. Yeah. And I told a guy today, I was like, man, I'm just going to go to my local lake, up the, one of them lakes up there in Coleman, this weekend maybe, and hope that post-spawn funk's over, and I'm ready to set the hook on a fish, like <laughs> with a jig or <laughs> something like that. I'm, I don't know. I'm ready to just reel down and just rip them because I haven't that's done that lately. Yeah. I'm going Saturday. I'm gonna go to hold and pre-fish for a little while because I've only been there twice, so I'm gonna go somewhere different. I've never been for the morning. I'm only going half a day. Go look at it. Have y'all been? Day. Yeah, y'all looking forward to that one? Creek wise, no, no. Uh, there's not there's, any good. There's, there's not really any not good much. creeks. Not that I found. Yeah. Uh, I think it's because the coal mine industry really. Uh, there's, you know, there's so much pollution in all of hey, that I'll, down there. I'll tell you what, if you look at Google Earth, it'll blow you away how many, like, fracking deals there are there. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, the lake's great, you know, but yeah. the, the creeks that it does have, you know, they have, they have a ton of gradient, the ones I have found. Uh, so they drop just constantly over you know just a mile they can drop 30 or 40 feet that's just too much and, uh, hmm. just not enough water either you know and then when it does rain for an hour it's like blown out you can't really fish any so uh, yeah where it comes down off the gradient and meets the lake usually it's super stiltated right there yeah yeah so, it's, but, it's supposed to be a great lake though so yeah, uh, I was talking to Chris McKee, and he said that the fish that they sampled, uh, you know, they were way above what they typically sample as far as weight per fish goes. So, um, I wonder why that is. Uh, I don't. The fish, the, the lake's healthy. You know, the lake, or the the river part of the lake. Um, you know, lots of shad, lots of bluegill. So there's plenty for them to eat for sure. Yeah. We'll see. Check it out. Find out. All right. Well, I want to give you a chance to shout out anybody you want to. Makes fishing easier for you. Sam, we'll start with you. Um, and the only company I officially work with is the Yak Shack. Uh, yeah, it's a great, great little local shop. Uh, they stock new canoes and fill freeze and uh, some paddleboarding stuff and stuff like that. Uh, if you guys are in the area, be sure to stop in and check them out. Alan and Jessica, they're good people and they'll take care of you. Uh, thanks for having me on. That's yeah, man. Really Luke, how about you? It's sad the kayak store closed, man. Yeah, my kayak store closed down, so I'm 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 open for offers if anybody's looking. I like it. I'll take, I'll take kayak sponsors, battery sponsors, whatever you can give me. Heck yeah. Right. But anyway, I'd like to shout out um uh our gang gang crew. Oh lord. Oh four. Yeah, that's yeah. us. How, how many are in there? Is it just three of y'all? Well, we got man, we got well, I think there's only three that fish now. <laughs> yeah me you and jacob uh, well, frank moved to virginia but he's still in it he's still uh he's he's banging smallmouth up there in virginia on his in them, in them creeks sure hey, he'll be back he wants to come back too right yeah he yeah. does want to come back yeah um evan he's um that poor old yellowfin 120s guy he's afraid he's gonna sink it every time he gets in this creek it's so worn out is that your son yeah yeah, and then Jason, he's he said he's taking a year off because he's trying to get his master's or doctorate or whatever. 
but he can still get out and fish at some point. Come on, man. <laughs> and uh, of course, Jacob, Jacob takes all our money along with Dan. So, well, yeah. everybody took my money this year. So, yeah, Jacob, <laughs> Jacob's good. It's like I mean, everybody needs to get you a good cruise. You can, you can talk about it and float rivers together. Um, well, I mean, we'll, we'll, I'll call Sam. What are we doing on a Thursday? Uh, I, I kind of want to go hit this section. Okay. Yeah. Just go do it. Do y'all just go hit new stuff all the time? No, I mean, like this year tournament wise, I just kind of put everything on a, on a, on a uh, spreadsheet and I looked at it and I said, all right, so this is what I want to fish. Now, how can I make it work where I fish tournaments and fish this at the same time? You know? So yeah. um, then yeah. we, we do a lot of scouting in the wintertime, you know, when the, yeah, the most, tournament most season is our, over. Yeah. Our, our, a lot of our scouting's in the wintertime. So. Yeah. Is it, it, it's generally like lower because less rain in the winter, right? No, no. It was oh, no. terrible no. last summer, you know. I mean, we had, you know, months, it seemed like, without consistent rain. Uh, there, The locust was lower than any any time I'd ever seen it, you know. I mean, there were some mm. shoals that I didn't even know were there, you know, that, that popped up. Uh, and, uh, I mean, but, yeah. I mean, the winter time we we get pretty consistent rain. You know, it yeah. it gets to a level where it's it's just kind of consistent and it's okay to float. And you know, we don't just get the gully washers that you know we get you know on a summer afternoon. You know, where it rains for an hour and a half and you get four inches of rain. It seems like yeah, been yeah. happening a lot lately. It has. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's been crazy this year. A lot of rain. All right. Well, I appreciate y'all being on, and thanks for everybody for listening. We'll see y'all again next week. All right. Take it easy, bud.